everyone, welcome back to another edition of the BH Sales Kennel Cup Holistic Healing Hour. Grab a bells, grunts, and groans. My YouTube channel, Grab a bells, grunts, and groans at Bill Holt 8792. Welcome, one and all. Be here for about probably 15 to 25 minutes. This is an overview prelude show to soon to be, date yet to be determined, but soon. What will be my overall sixth, uh, a six, sixth appearance with Byron Athene from the United Kingdom, his first visit this calendar year. And I want to do an overview of pretty much a synopsized version of the five previous visits and kind of an overview here on what we'll be talking about when Byron joins me probably within the next couple of weeks, certainly within the confines of February, if it doesn't transpire with what's left of January now on January 11th at time of this taping. So as I say, Byron was a five-time visitor on my show last year. I was graced and blessed to have him. And he last visited us on December 7th of last calendar year. December 23rd. So he's going to be talking about rotoscoping. And I want to do a little off-the-cuff thing here about what might transpire as far as probing questions and that type of thing when he gets here to do so. So welcome to the Grandpa Bill's Grunts and Groans and my shows. And today, this one's exclusively about the prelude overview for Byron Athene. So as that to-be-determined date when Byron comes up, when he gets here to do so, to be here to speak for himself, he'll be here with me in the flesh again soon, you know, by a virtual, from him being in England and myself being here. So you might be asking, Grandpa Bill, what in Neptune's name is rotoscoping? That's one of the subjects for sure that we'll be talking about. I can assure you of that and how deeply we get into a 45-minute hour conversation. Byron obviously has open invites to come back and whatever we don't squeeze in. It's a pretty in-depth subject, and we'll talk more again about revisiting his impending book that he's working on that we did mention in the last show. So rotoscoping. I've heard the term before and knew that it had something to do with film. So I had to do a little bit of a crash course on what I'm about to recant it to you myself. So I'll be edified by Byron when he gets here to do so as well. So, when the Neptune's name is rotoscoping, rotoscoping is an animation technique where real-life footage is traced frame by frame to create smooth, realistic movement. But in the realm of holistic healing, as I understand it on a very crash course of the subject matter, it's much more than just making cartoons, if you will, dance. It's not animation in that sense of the word, although it is. Byron will expand upon that when he gets here to do so. 
So from my side of life, think of it this way, definitely as the lay person in this interpretation of what Byron, the professional and practitioner, will edify us all on when he gets here to do so. So your life is a beautiful film in progress, if you allow it to be. And rotoscoping helps you analyze each individual frame of your movie, if you will, my analogy. And Byron knows me well enough by now, I just sent him an email from his very in-depth explanation of what he'd like to talk about in our next episode. So I dissected it, and here's what I've got so far. He knows my sense of humor at this point in time, and uh, hopefully it gives him another chuckle. Laughter is good therapy. And y'all know I'm a frustrating comic. So in any event, it's your movie. So each choice, each action that you make in your life, your movie of, if you will, by slowing it down and tracing your journey, literally in rotoscoping, but tracing, retracing your steps in your journey, you can identify the patterns and uncover hidden influences and ultimately gain control over your own narrative. And I did share in my email that I just sapped Byron about how wonderful this information is for our next show. I shared with him in a very different vernacular, but how it's all intertwined. We talk about so many of these things at my workouts for geriatrics, aka Silver Streakers, Good for all kids from 1 to 92, physical workouts, resistance bands, free weights, nutrition, mostly geared to the predominant demographic of my audience, we silver streakers, but good for all kids from 1 to 92 because it's about health and wellness. And then the guided weekly coherence meetings at freedomsnap.org, led by Seth Lee Fuzanski. I'm an audience member there. It's my therapy. We talk and field a lot of heart-brain coherence and getting in tune with the body. A lot of this, in a different way, we talk about our life's journey, our movie, or whatever. So a far reach to rotoscoping as it connects to heart-brain coherence, kind of, sort of, it does. Those of you that join me at the shows, you know what I'm talking about. So getting back to rotoscoping here. Thank you. So by slowing down your life's journey, whatever that is, literally like playing a movie, whatever you want to read, you know, you miss the dialogue. It's dubbed in a foreign language. I'm, you know, I get off base a little bit, but kind of like that concept. So think of it this way. Your life is a beautiful film in progress and rotoscoping helps you analyze each of those individual frames. If you want to base it on your chronology, if you can. You know, you know, 10 years of cognizant. If you're 110 and you parted the Red Sea with Moses, like myself or whatever, you, you got a lot of film and a lot of patching and a lot of editing room on the floor or whatever, moving around. Rotoscoping, making the movie, if you will, of your life for this analogy. So here, the live extravaganza will, when he gets here to do so, will be a deep dive into the transformative technique, which will highlight what that means in the practitioner's side of it. 
We'll explore how rotoscoping can be applied to your physical health, mental well-being, and even your spiritual connection, which very much so has to do with the subjects we talk about at the aforementioned weekly guidance meeting on the heartbrain coherence and all these shows that I do uh, pertaining to health and wellness for years. So we'll explore how rotoscoping can be applied to your physical health, your mental well-being, and even your spiritual connection. You'll learn exercises, the physical exercises at my show so designated, but exercises to do manually and thinking-wise as well. Tips, tricks, via Byron, not so much tricks like sleight of hand, he'll expand upon those, to incorporate this powerful tool into your daily life and watch your path to holistic health unfold with stunning clarity. Because you're watching the movie. You're your own producer of your own movie. You're your own director. You're your own editor. In that analogy of the rotoscoping being a movie, if you will. And again, Byron's going to pull this all into the practitioner side of it. So spread the word. Let us fill the studio with a crew of enthusiastic seekers on a quest for holistic harmony. Do interact with my polls at my shows at the voice message board. We're shooting for Byron will definitely be here multiple times this year. It's his sixth appearance. The door's wide open. And this is a deep subject. This is going to take more than one session to really break it down. With no reflection on Byron's great eloquence on dissecting it and explaining it when he gets here. It's very deep and very in-depth, and we want to hear more and more about the progression of his book as he gets nearer to completion and so forth. So my point is, as he comes back for subsequent visits, we've got to get him back here for appearance number six to set the stage for that. But we're looking for eventually three shows from now, setting up some live Q&A would be wonderful. You guys can assimilate. What aren't we asking at the polls, and I've asked for Byron's intervention in that and suggestions as well, trying to get more audience interaction. And please, thank you so much for your listenership and the evaluations that you did make about my show. Myself, I got some great reviews from you guys and gals at both Spotify last year and Buzzsprout, and thank you so much for that. And I got some great accolades as a host mostly depicted on Apple Podcasts, and I got a great review from Byron from the Podmatch Arena, and I don't know, I had like 17 reviews there as a host and all that. And again, that's due to you guys and gals. It is due to my capacity as the porcelain junction box. I'll, I'll raise my hand a little bit to that, but it's all due to yourselves and these provocative guests like Byron. So thank you, Byron, and you guys and gals. So we're looking for more interaction. And be candid, but be nice. No negativity or whatever. 365, seven days a week, I need refreshment and fodder to stay vibrant and fresh. What did you hear? What did you want to hear? What didn't we cover? What questions did you want to hear answered? What are you personally experiencing? As Byron and I continue to expand upon this, and for sure, reach out to Byron if you're in the, if if you are in England. But reach out to Byron anyhow, and whatever his, and he'll expand upon that 
as he goes along being able to offer perhaps more and more online offerings and will and get himself more exposure worldwide over and above his you know practice for those that are obviously in his own backyard if you will so within this prelude show winding down a little bit some of the potential probing questions again i bona fide and edified and really crash course on this subject quickly. So some of these questions may need some refinement. But here's what I have off the cuff that I sent along to Byron. I asked him to listen in to this MP3 upon completion and me sending it to him. And then we'll be communicating before he does come on. So potential questions that I'll be asking of Byron based on his aforementioned topics of discussion my question, one possible one, how can you succinctly explain the difference between objective reality and our subjective perception of it without getting bogged down in philosophical jargon? He'll expand upon that within the show if he decides to answer that question. It's fine. These are just suggested questions to see where, you know, the direction of the uh, flow, ebb and flow of our interviews will go when he gets here to do so. Quickly, a couple more. Can you offer a real-life example, something relatable to everyday experience to illustrate how our internal filters shape our perception of the world? I'm sure he's going to probably do that to some degree within his own vernacular and his own examples. Another possible question. Some listeners might struggle to accept this idea. I have no idea, will they? I'm not putting words in anyone's mouth. I'm just wondering and oppose it as a question. Some listeners might struggle to accept this idea. What are some common misconceptions or objections you, meaning Byron, encounter when discovering or discussing or both subjective reality? How would you address those concerns? Implications and applications is probably, again, fodder for many shows on this. Possible areas of discussion, if we don't see objective reality, does that mean truth is relative? Or how do we navigate subjective experiences to find common ground in understanding? Continuing, can understanding our subjective filters be used to improve communication in interpersonal relationships? If so, how can we leverage this knowledge in our daily lives? Does acknowledging the subject nature of reality open doors to personal growth and development? If so, what are some practical ways we can use this awareness to create positive change? Maybe a deeper exploration? Can you discuss the role of language and thought patterns in shaping our subjective reality? Are there ways to consciously adjust our internal processes to see the world differently. How do emotions and biases, especially in this ever-changing world right now especially, influence our perception of everything? Can we learn to detach from these influences and achieve a more objective view of reality? What are some advanced concepts of philosophical theories that expand on the idea of subjective reality? Where can listeners go to learn more if they're interested in delving deeper? Obviously, Byron's websites will exchange all of that. Uh, I'll let you guys and gals check out his bio 
I'll do a radio show where I'll repeat his bio. So I'll, I won't do his bio here in this YouTube, but he's been on five times. You can certainly check that out archivally or go to his website directly, which will be in the description of this YouTube video, his website. I don't know. Other questions, potentially, can you share a personal anecdote or experience that helped you, meaning Byron, solidify your understanding of subjective reality? And what are the biggest challenges and rewards of living with this awareness? What messages of hope or empowerment would you give to listeners and most assuredly your patients who are grappling with the implications of subjective reality? I believe, Byron, whether within our episode in time permitting, if not that show upcoming, he may also talk about dethroning the three false theories of emotion. So potential probing questions in that area, if he goes specificity-wise that way, can you elaborate on why the baby theory applies to all instances of bad feelings? Even situations outside of immediate needs. Quick interjection. The five prelude shows, if you're afforded the time and interest to do so, I would go back and, you know, respectfully so, retrieve those five episodes. Byron did an excellent job of setting up each segment of what we talked about and then refreshing this old man's memory as we got into the third and fourth episodes, fifth of what we talked about. Uh, you know, in the first three, four, whatever. So please do follow the archival series because we talked a lot about that. That may answer that question, perhaps. <laughs> so how can we overcome the natural tendency to blame external factors for our bad emotions when the baby theory suggests they originate within? And what are some practical exercises or techniques we can use to identify and challenge the illusions fueling our negative emotions? That's the ultimate thing we want to resolve with all due respect in Byron's office on my podcast show, Main Street, Portland, Maine, Main Street, USA, Main Street, the United Kingdom, Main Street around the world. It's so counterintuitive to be negative to good health. We're trying to eliminate negativity, old mindsets. That gets back to a lot about what we talk about at the Weekly Coherence which does tie into this. It's all a big network working in synchronicity and synergistically. The big jigsaw puzzle that holistic apothecary medicine is many multifaceted modalities, pieces, networks interlocking together. That's why I'm blessed to have practitioners like Byron and Voices of experience in the multitude of subjects that we talk about at my podcast shows. Food for the mind, the body, and the soul. So kind of phasing out here, what else did I have for you? So maybe other potential probing questions. Can you explain the biological basis for the emergence of desires and the subsequent creation of bad emotions in stage two? What are some real-life examples of how we fall prey to our four illusions in our adult life, both personally and in relationships? Quick interjection. 
Byron probably will cover a lot of these in his dissertation. These are just bullet points wherever he wants to go. What that really facilitates and being very self-serving in that regard, I try to do that with all my guests, let them kind of go. And that, I'm always taking notes, believe it or not, <laughs> believe it or not, ladies and gentlemen. And that helps me interject and, uh, you know, hey, Byron, how about, you know, wherever that conversation goes, what about this thought or whatever it may be? These are just bullet points that he's, probably going to encompass so much of this, obviously in his own vernacular, maybe twisting the question around or whatever. Full appreciation of that. A couple more. How can we actively nurture the inner baby mentioned in the analogy, ensuring it doesn't continue to manipulate our emotions through illusion? And then I think he's going to talk about the magician's trick, and it's not sleight of hand magician trick. He'll, he'll edify us on that. But can you provide additional examples of situations where we fall for similar emotional illusions in our daily lives? Can we cultivate a healthy skepticism towards our own emotional reactions, preventing them from controlling our actions? And what role does mindfulness and self-awareness play in breaking free from the cycle of self-inflicted discomfort? This is me goofing around a little bit in an analogy. Hiru, H-I-R-O-O-O, O-N-O-D-A, and that plays to some other subjects that we talk about, my three other podcast shows, and I'll explain those there. But how can we identify the unwavering commitment within ourselves that may be driving unnecessary emotional pain? What are some effective strategies for challenging the changing and changing the internal narratives that keep us clinging to harmful emotional patterns. Quick interjection, monkey minds, the vortex. 95% of us worldwide, that vortex that we get stuck in can actually predetermine your future vortex, and you're stuck in that pattern then, and in your future, we're looking to find the sweet spot in between. We're all apes, leave the ego at the door, Joe Dispenza. It all kind of ties into that central mechanism, innate traits of allowing your body to help you with, of course, the practitioner help that we all need. Wrestling. Wrestling, yep, wrestling. I'll expand upon this a little bit more. What are some common examples of emotional wrestling that we engage in, and how can we recognize them as unhelpful and ultimately unproductive? How can we cultivate a more detached and objective perspective on our emotions, preventing them from hijacking our thoughts and actions? What are some tools or practices we can use or utilize to navigate challenges in challenging situations with emotional clarity and wisdom rather than getting swept away by the drama. A key thing that we talk about in day-to-day -day life in my blogs, in my poetry, in my social media, the drama, the drama, the blah, 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 that is the monkey mind, the negativity, the pink noise. To make any of this work, tune that stuff out. That's a great stepping stone to embrace with more open arms this type of wonderful therapy. This analogy powerfully highlights the futility of continuing to 
Rub the lamp, the broken genie lamp. I'm goofing around my analogies of the show. And titles of and segments of. When our emotional wishes fail to manifest, asking Byron, can you offer guidance on identifying these futile behaviors in our own lives? How can we shift our focus from expecting external solutions to taking responsibility for creating internal change and growth within you and without you? FreedomSnap.org, people that listen in, the Workouts for Geriatrics, the folks that read my blogs, that listen into these shows, those of you that know this, live and breathe it, if it's your first time, all of that. Great. Welcome. Thank you. Continue to listen in. Continue to interact. What else have I got in closing? What are some ways that we can empower ourselves to move beyond the broken lamp? I call it rubbing the genie magic lamp. There isn't one. <laughs> and approach reality with acceptance and proactive problem solving. These are just starting points. We're going to feel free to adapt wherever Byron goes with this and how do we do about 16 minutes. I think that's a good place to end this for now. So that's the Prelude Overview Show with some potential probing questions, kind of sort of about the topics that we're going to be talking about when Byron gets here to do so. I'll be doing an audio radio show to further expand upon this YouTube video. And then in the said radio shows, I'll talk about this YouTube video for those of you that may see one prior to the other in this crazy world and where I do them daily. <laughs> you might see this a year from now and the same thing with the shows to make some semblance of sense. So hopefully when Byron, if you do see them a year from now, Byron and I will be in episode 11 or 12, if you will. You'll have to do your homework to retract the anecdotal stories. I goof around a lot. I don't know. Am I the fool on the hill? Many would say that. Or am I sly as a fox? I'm neither of the two. I'm somewhere in between. We're all apes. Check the ego at the door. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for continuing to do so. Thanks for continuing to pay it forward. This is all due to you guys and gals. I'm members of many intuitive groups. You're going to be hearing much, much more about that. It's their network, our network, Byron's network, Byron's social media, mine, yours, and ours, this podcast. We're expanding, 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 growing together, communally, arm in arm, with calm, repose, logic. That's how we're going to obey all of this and get all of us healthier, keep us healthy, and get us over to the five percentile of the non-monkey minds and being self-efficient, free-flowing. And we're always going to need the practitioners, much like Byron and Bye-bye for now, and may God bless. I'll see you.